0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews, brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
1: Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the people who make coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work and play. Hey, it's been a it's been a while actually since I've invited my my partner in crime, Cal Curley, into the conversation. I feel bad about that, frankly, because he's involved in the conversations during the breaks and all the guests love love him and you know, they're 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 quick to say hello to, to uh, Kyle and say goodbye to Kyle long before I have a chance to enjoy their good graces. He, he's just a, a popular guy. But anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to touch base with him and see how things are going in his world. So good morning, Kyle. How are you, buddy?
2: Doing pretty good. Finally, um, not as busy as I usually am. It's been a great <laughs> past couple
1: of days. So <laughs> to, to remind everybody, I, to, Kyle has multiple responsibilities. He has IT responsibility. You know the technology responsibilities, operational responsibilities. He uh, he is voice for multiple radio stations across the state. Um, I mean, he's just got a, he's sort of a, you know, can a jack of all trains. He also uh, is very involved in sports. As as you have heard me say many times, he does the music in the Superdome uh, during the Saints game. He, he fills in for Pelicans games. He's involved in the local sports scene. And I'll give you more about that here in just a second. But Cal is a... A a true jack of all trades, but you can set your watch by Kyle when it comes to doing this show or my other show that's across the network, Super Talk Outdoors. It's I never have to wonder if Kyle's going to be there, and I appreciate that, my friend.
2: Yeah, no, not a problem. It's um, you know, I guess it's I've always had the drive to, you know, you have to work. You you got to put gas money in the car. You've got to buy. Uh, your 14-year-old new sunglasses or a new case for his phone because he thinks he has to keep up or, you know, whatever. But that's, you know, why you do the things you do. And, you, you know, I had a good stretch, what, two weeks where I did two Pelicans games, turned around and did high school game, then the Mississippi State-Texas Tech games at MGM Park and another high school game. I think I've done more high school games this season than I have my son's middle school games, but it's been fun.
1: Wow, I'm 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 proud of you for for what you're able to do and able to sort of keep it all straight. So your ability to compartmentalize has to be better than most, that's for sure. So what about the SeaWolves? Are you going to be involved in the SeaWolves organization?
2: You know, I I probably so. I'm um. It's probably way too early for them to even think about that at this particular moment. Uh, I would probably think that we would start getting together and talking maybe later in the summer. Um, I yeah. haven't spoken to the organization since the uh, neutral site games, but uh, I would imagine I'd be a part of it in one way or the other.
1: Well, I, I, my sense is that's probably gonna happen. Anyway, you know again, we have a lot of great conversations off the air in between. In between segments with guests, and more recently, as you remember, Kyle Matt McDonald, who's the executive director for the Mississippi Coast Coliseum and Convention Center, who was on my show actually to tell his story of a recent, really, really life-threatening blood clot that he had, and he wanted to tell that story. But while we were at one of our breaks, he mentioned to Kyle that he had gotten a new board for Kyle so that he could run, you know, run things in a in a in a, in a better, more technologically advanced way, and he was excited about telling you about that. So seems to me you're 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 a your big influence uh for him
2: yep i was actually a- in his building uh, last week as well i did a the weekend of monster trucks and uh the new video board i like the new video board and looking at some more equipment coming down the road it's going to be pretty good by the time Heike gets there and get everything installed it's going to be a nice addition to uh just one of the many amenities down at the coliseum convention center
1: Speaking of new technology, uh, Kyles is the one who sort of got me set up here at this studio at my house. I'm able to like today I came in from a run just in time and um, and uh, more recently he told me that he's upgrading my my technology here, so we're looking forward to getting that put in place and what's that gonna do for me, Kyle? Uh,
2: make you sound bigger. <laughs> 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 it's easier to hook up too when you have to go on the when you're on the run. It'll be you know a lot easier. It's just one box, two boxes really, but it, it it's easier to keep track of and a lot easier to manage on a day to day.
1: Boy, that's yeah. You know, boy, I'm glad to hear that because you know when I go when I go up to my place in the Delta and we decide we're going to do a show from up there, which we do periodically. Man, I got to load all this stuff up and carry it up there and and pray that buttons don't get pushed and knobs don't get turned because if they do, I'm in trouble. I mean, one of the reasons I agreed to do this show is I have a great content producer. And uh, and Cammie uh, Martin, who is actually the head of digital for Supertalk Mississippi Media our digital media. And she and then I have Kyle, who's a producer. I said, I don't I'm not going to learn how to do radio. I'm going to I'm going to have great conversations, I hope, with people that that inspire others. But I'm not going to I'm not going to try to learn all this technology. And it's been a it's been a real pleasure to have someone like Kyle in my hip pocket to kind of help me help help me through this journey. It's been it's been amazing. It's over over two years, Kyle. That's amazing to me.
2: Yeah, that's the hard part. It still kind of boggles my mind too that it's been two years. It's, I guess it kind of helps that the world is in a crazy different place, and that keeps your mind off of the day to day. But yeah, I mean, you, I get up in the morning. I'm like, yeah, it has been. It's two, over two years. Is March, you know, going into it, and you know, like you said, it it's, it, it drives the day in a positive way. That's for sure.
1: I feel the same way. I mean, it's 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 for me an opportunity to stay connected, to continue to learn, which I love learning about the community. And I said this before, but and and you and I have discussed this before. Or, you know, early on, people said, "Where are you going to get? Where are you going to get? You know, enough guests to fill the kind of format that we're going to do? You know, sometimes just one person, or sometimes some days two people. But how are you going to how are you going to do that? Well, what we've learned is. Every time we get a, a, a new guest, we find three or four others. and Or something like Ukraine happens, and we find someone like Laurie Jackson, who's an independent missionary in, in Ukraine, and we, we make a connection with her and, and have the opportunity to, to stay in touch with someone like that. Or in the case of today's guest, which we're about to come to in just a second, Roxy Condry, when you have big developers like Roxy and her husband, or you have uh, or developers like we had last week in Jordan Nico. Uh, from the Nico Restaurant Group, have, checking in with them every few months is important because they're constantly doing new things, and it's exciting to talk to these incredible entrepreneurs that are investing literally millions in coastal Mississippi, and and ha- giving them an opportunity through their example to share with other people how they might be able to do it too. You know, the, for them to have a vision, for them to say, "I want to go do something different with my life," and um, and uh, and it's making a difference. I really believe it's making a difference. I certainly am enjoying it. I know you are too, Kyle, aren't you?
2: Yeah, and I got to see firsthand, you know, I haven't been downtown Biloxi in quite a few uh, months, really, uh, probably since last baseball season and uh, like Jordan was saying, you know, that area with Howard Avenue and Kyvette, there's a lot of stuff going on and the progress that he's making on that Josette's building, you know, when I pulled up Tuesday and Wednesday of last week And really took notice. And yeah, it's, I mean, there's not going to be any properties left. It's really picking up and it's starting to do what, you know, they thought MGM Park would be a spark for, and that's to revitalize that downtown area and, you know. It's really coming along and I can see the foot traffic and how everything everyone could benefit from crowds like they had at that Mississippi State game because there was, you know, six thousand people there on Tuesday and then that Wednesday, even though it was pushed up and in the rain, I wanna say there was at least forty five hundred people there. And wow. the businesses along those streets, man, they just benefit from the from the extra foot traffic.
1: It's it's really, I mean, we hear this from from the mayor, Fofo Gelich, who's on the show on a regular basis, but talking about the Ground Zero Blues Club and, and this vision that Bill Luckett and Morgan Freeman had, God bless and God rest the soul of, of Bill Luckett. We had the opportunity to spend an hour with Bill uh, uh, just about a month or two before he had an untimely death. I'm, uh, it just it's so sad. But I hear his son is super motivated, and uh, he's you know they're they're moving forward. And you know what the ground get ground zero blues club is going to be to the sort of Vieux area. is going to be very important. And then you've you've got Ivan Spinner who's bought the bank next to uh, the Nativity Catholic Church, and it's you know he's going to be building this 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 uh, you know housing project called the Bella after his daughter and then right down the street, you know, the, you know, Jordan Nico's development and Joe And, and Jordan said, you know, that when he was looking around, there were, there were some properties available and he, you know, he proceeded and now he looks around and as far as he knows, there's not any properties available. So it's amazing what's happening, you know, all across, I mean, whether we're having this conversation about Pasigula or Ocean Springs or Biloxi or what's happening in downtown Gulfport, if they're able to build that, that mixed use development there, maybe one of the largest mixed use developments uh, on the coast, probably in the history of the coast, if they can pull that off. And it, my sense is they're going to pull it off. And you heard how excited Billy Hughes was about that. But we get to learn every day, and it excites me about how the coast of Mississippi is going to separate itself from other communities by taking advantage of this collection of communities that make this such a powerful region. And anyway, thank you, buddy. I appreciate everything you do.
2: You bet. Not a problem. I enjoy every bit of it. I have about a minute left
1: okay well good what what we'll do is we'll come back after this break and uh, we'll bring Roxy Condry into the conversation what she and her husband are doing is very very inspiring and uh, stick around I think you'll be not only if you haven't heard the conversation before you'll be impressed with what they've done you'll be seriously impressed with what they're doing and where where they're headed in the future we'll see you after this break
0: Subscribe for free to the Coast View podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Coast
1: View, I really enjoyed having that, that initial conversation with Kyle, my partner in crime, um he's soaking it all up just like i'm soaking it all up we're really fortunate to be in these chairs to to learn from others so we can share what's happening in coastal mississippi in ways that maybe others can't from a media perspective i'm really really uh fortunate and honored to have this opportunity and now let's go to my friend roxy condry and i'll tell you more about roxy in a second but first let me just say good morning how are you doing roxy
3: good morning thank you for having me on today
1: well, look, we're gonna we're gonna kind of break it all down. But you and your husband Ted have Rain Rain Residential. It's a boutique real estate company. You um, you do some amazing uh, rental rental uh, management. You you manage award winning hotels uh, in, in coastal Mississippi. You have a vision for growth that's significant. You have a project that you're working on a Porter that started with the Beatenick and is going into phase two now. We're going to talk about that on the show. And most recently. You made a major purchase in the Gulf Hills in Ocean yeah. Springs, and we're going to talk about what your vision for that is going to be. So there's a lot to talk about. So why don't you do this? When you're telling someone about your business, how do you talk about it?
3: Um, I mean, I see us as a real estate company. we um we really are in all different facets of it. Um, it started with sales and we had a sales brokerage. I was actually a realtor to start. and um, we ended up getting into homeowners association management, property management, um, a very small bed and breakfast we purchased are uh, open just because we wanted to have a place for our real estate clients to stay. That evolved into multiple hotels and now um, a hotel management company. So, you know, I I feel like from short term to long term, we we're, we're just in real estate, um, and then the development piece has come because we've we see needs and try to fill them ultimately. So if we feel that the market um, is missing something, like when we get into the collective, I mean. Ocean Springs didn't have a bookstore. So, um, so I just feel like it's, it's a real estate company at the end of the day. Well,
1: what's interesting, you know, I've had Joe Cloyd on the show a couple of times before. What's interesting, some he owns himself, some you own together, some you own yourself, but your management company, you've built, built the, the, the capability to manage these disconnected hotel rooms okay. through one system and one capability. And that's really kind of worked well for you, hasn't it?
3: It's been great. I mean, what we found, um, is, you know, operating a small boutique hotel from the operations perspective and also just the revenue side is not really feasible um, on one-offs. And a lot of people have tried it and, you know, it's, it's fine if you're the only one doing it, but to have an actual staff, it becomes difficult. So we were able to find this model that's worked really well um, and have multiple hotels that we share staff and are able to provide an experience and more amenities and more offerings to our guests because we do have additional, you know, resources through having multiple properties. So I think overall it provides just a better experience, um, and it's something that we're able to do because we do have the multiple hotels and have been able to do it under a collection of boutique hotels as opposed to one.
1: So, okay, so what are the collection of boutique motels that you, that you manage?
3: So we have um, the Inn at Ocean Springs was our first one, and then um, the Roost Boutique Hotel, and then we opened the Beatnik Hotel, um, the Hemingway, which is the one Joe owns that we brought into the portfolio that we manage, and then Gulf Hills Hotel was our most recent purchase with a partner that we're really excited about. We're about to start uh, renovating that property here very soon.
1: Wow. Okay, we're going to spend some time on Gulf Hills, but before we do that, let's come back to the Beatnik for a second, because what your, your vision there... I want you for people who haven't heard about the Big Nick, we should we should chat about it a bit. It was phase two of this cooperative uh, sort of vision that you guys had. Oh, excuse me, it's phase one, and then there was a phase two which you're implementing now. So, talk first. How do you descri- for someone who hasn't seen it? How do you describe the Big Nick to someone? And then let's shift over and talk about what phase two is all about.
3: Sure. Um, so the beatnik, um, they are ultimately like modern cabins. And the reason that we landed where we were, we um, with the Roost Boutique Hotel, it was historic renovation. It was a beautiful uh, building that had been changed over the years. And we kind of tried to bring it back to its historical significance. Whatever we bought the beatnik or the property that the beatnik is on, the house that was there, unfortunately, was it was condemned and there was nothing we could do about it. So we, I mean, in the hotel development, we we always find a Find You know, telling the story is the most important part for us. We want to honor, you know, either the building or the story. And with that property, um, the street really started coming um, to the front because Porter used to be the main thoroughway through town, and it was actually dotted with these little motels. And so that was... um, something that we wanted to pay homage to and so but we wanted to put a modern spin on it so we ended up and we also had noticed that there's like a need in the market for families and so we wanted to have something a little different the roost is very romantic but caters a lot to couples um, whereas the beaten it can be a more family oriented type stay we have rooms that have bunk beds and things like that it's got a pool so it's a real fun place but we um we did like a modern spin on a motel and we tried to take the motor court idea and modernize it and also just do something that was simplistic and only um everything was really thoughtful we brought in elements that we thought were necessary not just for no reason and so um, it ended up being just a really relaxing place but also is a great place for family to stay and just a modern cabin that's right there on Porter with pool fire pit little green space and a garden in the back
1: and a nice little pool
3: Mm-hmm. And it's heated,
1: so it's year round. <laughs> so it's year round for sure. So, how, okay, so what you, you say modern, but, you know, and beatnik. So it is modern. And when people think about the beatnik, they think about California back in, what, what, 60s yep. or whatever. How did you, you know, how do you describe the, 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 the overall sort of uh, uh, architectural design for that?
3: So it's kind of a mix of things. So it's actually biophilic design. So it's repeating patterns. Um, But the beatniks, they, um, they were, you know, not um, caught up in material things. And that was really what we were trying to pull um, some, you know, that, that era and um, whenever we did the design we tried to take inspiration from what they were inspired by and so that is why the modern design came it's just a very um, simplistic design that only has things that are um, necessary and going to be inspiring but there's not like a lot of extra furniture there's not a lot of extra things that aren't of use so that was how that all tied together
1: well what it what that means ultimately is that it's clean 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 looking it's Absolutely. got this really really cool feel to it, and you didn't you kept you really managed the space quite well so even though it might be smaller the way you manage a space makes it accommodate families in a way that you might not have otherwise been able to do if you were being too aggressive with furniture and other other types of design. So it's very clean. And I personally haven't been there. I've just studied the photographs, so, so many incredible photographs that I've seen that you posted along the way. It's very special. Well, hey, hey, we mentioned we mentioned it. it okay, well, I, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's go to phase two and what that encompasses. I want to come back to the root for a second because it's gone through a couple of iterations of its own Absolutely. and we sometimes forget about this incredible footprint of the roost and we haven't talked much about the you know, the iterations that have taken place there to expand it so but first let's go to phase two of this cooperative uh, vision you guys had
3: yeah so the collective um the big Collect- is- I,
1: I collective collective. collective thank you yes
3: So the beatnik is phase one of the collective and um, the collective phase two is going to be primarily commercial. And so whenever we were coming up with the concept for that, it was um, focused on really bringing in um, like-minded craftsmen that could um, work together well and that were all kind of had the common thing of like learning, educating, and being a part of the community. And um, in that also we were identifying different places that were not, We're not already in Ocean Springs, and so one. The very first one that was glaring to us is that we don't have an independent bookstore, and so that was actually one of the very first um, tenants that we seeked out. And so we're working with Dave and Heather Dennison. Have always had they've been passionate and had a dream of having a bookstore. So it's been a really great journey with them. So that um, that was solidified years ago, and we've been working with them since then. But we also are bringing in um, a market, and on the market we'll we'll have. there's a restaurant which is going to be a second uh restaurant for alex and kumi who have vestige um alex is a james beard nominee for the second time he just got a second nomination this year and so we're really excited to have them coming in and we're um we're going to have a garden on the property. So a lot of the food that they will be serving in the restaurant will come from the garden. And then um, they'll be making additional things that will be sold in the market. So the bookstore will have things in the market. The um, restaurant will have things in the market. The garden will have things in the market. And um, we'll also have a wine shop that's coming that'll just be very small um, family-owned wineries, uh, small batch spirits, things like that. And then we have a fitness center, which is also like a fitness, fitness, functional studio. It's more um, into like personal fitness, um, that kind of thing. It's Seaside Fitness that's actually in Ocean Springs. They're relocating. And then Rain Residential, our real estate office, we're going to be getting a new office with this transition as well. And a, f- a few other tenants that we're working through with right now, but um, we really want everything to work well together. So we've been very um, thoughtful in with the tenants that we're bringing in that all of their businesses can can uh, benefit off of each other as opposed to compete too much.
1: Well, when you when you think about the history of Porter Avenue, that you always remind us of when we when we have a conversation. When you think about that history, it's really quite quite surprising, really, that that someone hasn't already gone in there and begin to 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 build back in a way that reconnects that that street. To downtown in ways that can really complement one another and it's been exciting to see what you've done there when we come back we're going to continue our conversation with roxy condry and we'll talk about the you know, the various iterations of the roost and we'll talk about kind of where they were with, are with guff hills and where they're headed with guff hills and then whatever else is on their plate which i'm sure some st- cool stuff is coming we'll see you after this break
0: Now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews, brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1
1: FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really appreciate you joining us today, and I have Roxy Condry from uh, she's in Ocean Springs. Um, Her and her husband Ted are, are. in the real estate div- business, but they're also real estate developers, particularly focusing around hotels. But they obviously are doing more than that these days. But so, Roxy, let's – okay, so we just talked about the beatnik and the evolution of the collective, which is really exciting, kind of the history of Porter Avenue and what's happening there and what you guys are bringing to add value and to sort of up the ante on the sense of place for, for, for Porter Avenue. Let's move back over for a second to the roost because the roost has gone through a couple of iterations and it's exciting when you go there now I it means the footprint's increased you've done some really neat things at this cool little bar there called the wilbur mm-hmm. so uh, let's talk first of all about the phases of development of the, of the roost and sort of where you are today
3: um yes the roost we you know originally that's 1894 building and so originally we started with five rooms and it definitely has grown we're at 19 now and so we've had three additions um and then the latest was we purchased the building next door which was a building from 1910 that had some cool history too it had a fire um and so we were able to kind of pull that in when you walk up the second story actually we built back and we ended up doing like a treatment on the stairs to kind of pay homage to that which is called sushi bon. it's a um it's a Japanese technique where you burn wood and then seal it and it gives it a really cool effect. And so um, we did that on the stairs there to just kind of tell that story of what had happened in the past, but that ended up being eight rooms and they're really beautiful. They overlook, um, we were able with that addition to add a pool. So it added a lot of green space to the roost and it's been really fun. We've been able to do pop-ups back there and we're looking into doing dinners back there. And so it's given us a lot more space for event opportunities and um, the pool really Turned out great. I'm excited to come into the summer and have the pool because we we it, we opened it right at the end of the summer last year. It is heated, so we did have people utilizing it through the winter. But it'll be great to come into the summer and, like you said, having the Wilbur there, the cocktail bar. Um, we'll have pool drinks, and we're um, we're looking forward to a lot of fun events back there because we,
1: you know, come so, in so you've done some really cool stuff with uh, with your cocktail team there at the Wilbur. Tell me about that.
3: Yes, um, we have just hired, um, a new, Manager for the Wilbur, and she is—I mean, her knowledge on whiskey, Scotch, um, bourbon—it's incredible. She has a her resume and lineup of uh, accreditations is is really above what we've ever had, um, and and our team. And so we're so thrilled. Uh, her name's Jennifer Jean She's coming on board and kind of rewriting the menus and bringing in um, some incredible knowledge, bringing in some new um, offerings between Scotch, bourbon, and whiskey. But also, she's very knowledgeable in all the others and gins and wine and everything but that's just where she has found her passion and so she's going to be doing tastings in the future and offering some really neat um creative things coming up so we're excited to get that programming going and that'll be coming probably in the next couple of months
1: yeah you described her as a master you know when it comes to bourbon scotch and whiskey sort of like a connoisseur is of 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 wines that's got to be pretty exciting
3: urban yep exactly
1: (laughs) it's got to be really exciting that that's that's evolving so if people have not been to the Wilbur bar before describe it
3: so the Wilbur we um we wanted it to have that speakeasy feel and so when you go in it's a small space but it's intimate um it has a lot of the original wood from the original building that we were able to preserve and um, reuse in that design and then the back is actually behind a hidden door so you push a Bookshelf, and as you push the bookshelf, you'll walk into this hidden room in the back. And there's a big mural there of Al Capone, just to kind of tell that story. If if you don't know it, it's pretty cool. But um, Al Capone used to use the coast as one of his main spots to during Prohibition to bootleg liquor, and it was a real good logistics spot because he would push stuff up to Chicago and you know like over to the east and west. And he also hid um, liquor out on the islands. And they found like his driver's license and wallet and stuff like that in the um, in the bayou. But that was kind of a fun story that when I moved to the coast, I didn't even know. I had no idea that he had any involvement here, but he has a, ha- he has a house here and a lot there. And so that was kind of fun when we came up with the idea for um, the cocktail bar to tell that story, too, about Al Capone and his history here on the coast.
1: Wow. Speaking of the history of the coast... <laughs> if you do a search on the Gulf Hills Hotel in Ocean Springs, what you will find is that it has a really interesting legacy here in Coastal Mississippi. The history is incredible. And there have been efforts along the way to, to, to preserve it to, keep it, to keep it whole. And now we have new owners who have worked hard to get to this point and now have a vision for where, uh, where Gulf Hills will go from here. So why don't you kind of walk us through the process?
3: Absolutely. Um, it. We didn't do it fast. I mean, that we haven't really talked much about Gulf Hills. We bought it with a partner over a year ago, and we um, we really wanted to put a lot of time and thought into what direction we would head because, just like what you said, I mean it it the properties owed that um it has so much history and i have learned so much about that property through this process and i thought i lived in goldfields when i moved here and um was you know went to, was a member of the club there at the tennis courts and i had gone in the clubhouse and looked at all the old pictures and i thought i knew most of the history but there's there's just so much there um, it's It was built in 1927 from a development company, our development group out of Chicago. And there's a lot of hearsay, but um, they they were... You know, people say they were laundering money for for Al Capone and all of that. But anyway, they set out to do a really spectacular development that was just an adult pay- playground, and it encompassed the um, the subdivision that's there, but also a lot more acreage as well that now has been you know subdivided out. But it was um, originally there was 13 houses there in Gulf Hills, and the hotel was the clubhouse. And that all of the original houses, none of them even have kitchens, um, or they didn't at the time, because everyone ate at the clubhouse for all of their meals. And so um, they had developed it into this. It truly was like an adult playground. They had archery, they had horseback riding. They, it was um, all just all kinds of outdoor activities. They had the the um, restaurant that you could eat at, the Pink Pony Lounge. Um, you could you know sit out and watch sunset. They had the pool. The tennis court so it was really incredible spot and through the years it kind of evolved um it was it's had a lot of lives um one of the really well-known one is the, when it was a dude ranch um One of the families that purchased the hotel turned it into a dude ranch. Um, It also was actually owned by someone that was involved with Watergate um, and he ended up going to jail. Um, And then I didn't even mention, I mean, I talked about Al Capone earlier, but there's a lot of um, conversation about Al Capone being there. There was supposedly um, he would park a car in the front, park a car, I mean, park boats in the back in the marina. So when the feds would come, you know, both would go at the same time. And what we've learned is that supposedly he never went anywhere and that there is a. Tunnel underneath the hotel that goes to A house in the neighborhood so When we break ground and start developing I will certainly let you know if that's okay. True if we find any tunnels but um, It's just it's nonstop. And then the biggest one that um, I haven't even Mentioned yet is Elvis I mean there's Lots and lots of photos of Elvis There he um, taught One of the developer's sons Had a ski there on the property um, The cabana that he used To lit stay in quite a bit um, And met what his girlfriend that he proposed to um, we still have some of the wood from that one that was reused in the Elvis suite. So um, just a lot of history with Elvis there too. So that whole process of learning has been, um, has been great because we've, we've learned about a lot of different chapters and had to try to make a decision on like, where do you go? Cause it's just had so many lives. So
1: yeah, that reminded me, I have a, at my place up in the Delta, a friend of mine, who is just a really dear friend of mine he He bought the entire contents of the peabody hotel oh, and wow. Yeah, in Memphis many years ago, and put it all in storage, and has sold pieces of it off. And he kept a couple of tables. These, lo- well, actually, he did two things he, he kept uh, Elvis's room, you know, where Elvis would always stay when he was at the Peabody. So he has all the that in a special place. Mm-hmm. And then he had this this really long oval table that seats about twelve people. And uh, Elvis, uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, there were only two or three of these in the entire. Uh, uh, Peabody Hotel, and you know he, Elvis was to have sat here on multiple occasions, and that that table is now in my lodge at my place up in up in uh, the Delta, and we love it. It's just a it's a special piece of history and a beautiful table, I might add. But you know Elvis, man, Elvis loved the coast of Mississippi, didn't he? <laughs>
3: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we have we have books of photos of him staying at Gulf Hills and so many different stories. And one thing that we're really wanting to pull off as soon as we possibly can, really, is um, we've talked about trying to there's so many stories. People walk in, people stay and come and tell us things that we don't have any documentation of. They're not in any of the books. They're not written down anywhere. And there's just so many stories that you know, really build the history up of Goldfield. So hopefully um, in the near future, we're going to get together. Um, It's ultimately just going to be an event where we bring in all the people that have these stories and information and have a videographer there and someone to document, do some Personal interviews with some of the people that were really involved with, um, with you know some of these larger stories that have to do with gold Hills and interview those specific, but also just give a lot of these people a chance to get together and, and reminisce and remember and and you know go through these memories because so much will be lost as some of these people are getting older and as this you know we're going to lose these stories and um, the documentation. There's there's good documentation, but there's so much more that could be documented.
1: When so we I'll- come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Roxy Condry. I. Want- want to hear what gulf hills will become okay. what's their vision for gulf hills when we come back we'll continue our conversation see you after this break great
0: you can also listen live to Super Talk mississippi gulf coast 103.1 on your amazon alexa devices once you've enabled the skill just say alexa open Super Talk mississippi gulf coast this is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast, one hundred three point one.
1: Well. Back to Coastview. I'm having a terrific, I always enjoy my conversations with Roxy Condry. Her and her husband, Ted, have done some awesome developments here in coastal Mississippi. And, you know, we th- you know they bought with a partner in Guff Hills, and they have a vision now for it. When we went to break, we were talking about some of the history engaged around it. They know how to do this. So if you think, for example, about the Roos Boutique Hotel in Ocean Springs that we talked about a few minutes ago, it was uh, designated by Architectural Digest as the most beautifully designed hotel in the state. So they know how to do this So I'm really interested in hearing, Roxy, you talk about Now that you've come in, taken a year You've been kind of quiet about what you're doing What is the future of Gulf Hills and the way you guys see it?
3: So it has been an interesting journey, I will say that, because we initially had set out and actually hired Christian Preuss, a landscape architect, to start helping with some design. And he, um, we were in going in the direction, the building, the original hotel was built in 1927. It was mission style, which was Spanish. Um, it was beautiful. And that was the direction we were heading. But we started really digging into the history and I actually started work- working with um the historical society and looking into putting it back on the registry or putting it on the registry. And in that process, through the historians we were working with, we learned that in um, six, uh, it was basically 71, 70 to 71, there was a pretty significant fire. Um, In Camille, the cabanas that were along the water had been washed away and the main building was still standing. Um, But during that fire, that building for the most part, burned down. And so what we learned is at that point, there was a mid-century modern architect that was hired that came and redesigned the building, and they built back the building that is actually there today. Um, it's been significantly significantly mod- modified. Um, it doesn't really look anything like what he had designed. Um, and we were pretty much recommended, suggested, you know, highly recommended from the histor- um, the historians that we were working with that if we were to change the building back to mission style, that we would not be doing um, history. Like, we wouldn't be doing it right. We needed to go back to what the building that is existing there. Um, we need to go back to what that building was originally designed for. Um, it's 50 years old. It's, it's historically significant. And so we um, decided to you know, do what they said, and we're going to be going back as a mid-century modern um, building. And so the actual architecture will follow that lane, um, but we're taking a lot of influence from what the original property was um, developed for, and it was very um, active. It was a very fun place, had lots of outdoor activities. It was a social resort, and so we want it to be really authentic vintage, but um, really take advantage of the waterfront that I think has been something lacking at Gold. Hills. There's 12 acres there of beautiful waterfront property. Some of the prettiest views I've ever seen on the coast. And so we're going to have a chapel down by the water where we can have weddings. We're going to bring a beach in. We're bringing the marina back. We'll have lots of outdoor activities. We're going to do pickleball. Hopefully you know the tennis courts are there, so maybe add to those. Um, We'll have things like shuffleboard and fire pits down by the water. I mean, we've looked into all kinds of things through, like movie night. So really take advantage of the natural elements of that property because it is spectacular and special to that property and something that we felt like if we didn't take advantage of we would re- really be missing the mark. Um, so the back of the property is going to be redesigned so that you can utilize it too. With like, there's a big lounge coming into the back that overlooks the water that'll have beautiful sunset views. Um, just really utilizing all of the the scenery in our design. So that's the It sounds
1: cool. You know, as you're talking about it, I couldn't help but think about the Grand Hotel down at Point Clear, Alabama. I mean, is is that, when you think about it, do you think about that?
3: We would love to be um, a destination just like the Grand, absolutely, for the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And I think we have the opportunity with this property to be exactly that. And so that's been really exciting as we've you know learned more about this property and gotten to know all of the, you know, it's not just the hotel. It's 12 acres, and it's, it's beautiful. So I think we've got potential to do all kinds of things. And, yes, absolutely. Um, if someone will compare us to the Grand when we're finished, I'll feel like we've, we've done a good job.
1: Well, I had the opportunity to get to know the retirement system of Alabama leaders when I was in Alabama, and, as you know, they bought the grand and one of the first things they did is spend millions of dollars sort of restoring it you know and obviously very much the same way you're doing at Guff Hills, trying to make sure whatever they did was was in keeping with the original sort of architectural uh, design and history. And then they, of course they added, they added to it in, in a way that uh, allowed for major events and, and so on. But the way they took advantage, you know and they didn't have to really change this, but the way the grant takes advantage of the waterfront and then its proximity to their little you know their marina and all of that, uh, a lot of people use that as a destination place. And, and uh, this is not going to be that big, obviously, but it certainly will have, based on your vision, it should have the same s- sort of draw. And it sounds exciting.
3: Absolutely. I mean, we would love people to be able to come and not have to leave, but, um, you know, big... Uh, I want people to experience Ocean Springs, too. So we're certainly going to promote that. I mean, we've had wild ideas on water taxis, you know, town to downtown Ocean Springs and golf carts and, you know, really increasing that accessibility. So um, we, you know, we're we're always thinking outside the box and trying to figure out ways to, you know, take advantage of those kind of things. But, yeah, I would I would love for people to be able to come and not leave. But, yeah, Ocean Springs is special. So I think they should get out into the town as well.
1: Well, Roxy, we're out of time, but look, I really appreciate you coming in and giving me an update. It seems like every time we get together, we're learning something new, and that's that's the point that Kyle and I were making a few minutes ago, that we have to check in with people like you and Ted and Joe and Jordan, Nico, and others, because you guys don't let much grass grow <laughs> underneath your feet. You're just moving and investing in coastal Mississippi. I'm excited for where you're headed, and I can't wait to see what the next chapter is. We'll, we'll be checking in with you in a few months.
3: Great. Well, I appreciate you having me on today. Thank you so much and I appreciate everything you do as well.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. This has been Roxy Condry and uh, have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.
3: You as well.
0: Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1
1: A Super Talk
0: Mississippi media production.